Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I remember one story I attributed to the book was from Magic Johnson and his experience where his rookie year, he basically consoled a child who wanted an autograph from one of his teammates who was more famous at the time and 20 years later he ended up showing up early to this negotiation for this business venture where this negotiator was known for being a stickler for time who was actually the father of that same child who eventually grew up to be a successful lawyer and that is just one of the major things of hey like you have to be careful how you treat people because that one day that one night where he consoled the kid was him showing up early for life when he was in his entrepreneurial phase of life where he actually sealed one of the biggest deals of his life all because not only showed up on time that day but he showed up years in advance by just being a good decent human being Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce train today, though I'm sure he will come up, as he always does. And I'm talking to Dom Brightman, who is all about leadership, about motivation, and writing. Dom, welcome to the podcast. Thanks a bunch for having me, Jesse. Congrats on all your success with the show, my man. It's freaking huge. You're a rare breed, my friend. (laughs) Thank you so much. That is you to say. Yeah, that's a whole lot of talk. But I love it. I've just had a great time. But I want to know more about you. Tell me a little about yourself. Sure thing. You got my name, Dominique Brightman. And one of my main things I like to point out, depending on the audience, is that I'm actually a quiet kid who found this confidence. And that came from a nice upbringing in church where... As I was getting my teenage years, developed, developed a great voice for radio. And folks like, hey, you should do radio. And I'm like, I guess I probably should eventually. Went down through a side quest of publishing a book, a self-help book for the distracted mind. And then 
realized that side quest was just a misdirection that redirected me back to my main goal of using my voice for good and starting a show called Going North and interviewing authors across the globe to help promote the written word, especially from authors you may not always hear from. And when it comes to my life at this point, it's really about books and people because people write books and books help people to become better people. Yeah, I, I have been. And so I always like to start at the beginning. Normally, and I'll ask this question too, was there a lot of music in your house growing up? But was it a house full of readers as you were growing up? Funny enough, it was a little bit of a mix. My dad was definitely more of a reader as he got up in his up more of in his ages. He definitely would read the newspaper every day. He would have a bunch of Bibles everywhere. He was a Christian and I was raised in the church as well. So <laughs> I already mentioned that. But yeah, definitely would love to read. My mom, she would read too, but I'd say definitely my dad would probably read a lot more in the world as opposed to her mom she would basically stick to her bibles and daily devotions my dad would read the bible the newspaper and other types of books but <laughs> now i think i'm probably a bigger reader than both of them now <laughs> so how about you when did you were you always a vivid reader a passionate reader i have to say there was a small gap in between grew up grade school loved books funny enough one on a road trip one time and carried a whole bunch of books and snuck them in the trunk and when we got to our destination dude why are all these books in here you don't need to read all these books and then got to middle late middle school and then high school and reading books that were required and they put me to sleep and then got sick of it and it was like okay i'm, I'm not liking to read as much now and then 21 in 2012 discovered reading again for another time but fell in love with it again because i realized hey i got a choice now of what I can read. I don't have to always read textbooks. I can read self-help books, nonfiction, biography, books on self-help, psychology, leadership, sales, occasionally some good fiction novels like The Alchemist and The Faithful One by Michelle Chenoweth and just all these wonderful books to inspire me and ed educate me and also entertain me as well. And I know the show's about music too, because one thing I can truly admit is that my father was big into music and he was really big into music since he was a veteran in world war ii he had the old school stereos we even had a record player downstairs in the basement never got a chance to use it sadly but i, I probably would have broke it anyway but like really he would love to play music he big into blues a little r&b of course gospel too as well and he had huge classic huge stereos big fat speakers spread throughout the home it was like a little mini music city because we have giant towers of cds after the cassettes went out of style it was like a little mini town of tune towers of various sounds so dom did you embrace your father's music or did you go through a rebellious phase where you found your own music and then when you became an adult said hey this stuff my dad was listening to was pretty good i have to say mostly a mix okay. like really my like a lot of it especially when he would play the blue cds and this car wouldn't be too much of a fan of him i remember listen i think nina simone was probably one of the major singers they listen to a lot and 
there would be some songs where it'd be like, yeah, put some sugar in my bowl. And I'm like, the heck does that even mean? And then I got <laughs> up today and just, oh, I, I have an idea of what they were talking about now. It wasn't as blatant as it is today when it comes to some music right. out there. Back then, they, it was an actual art form and yes. wordplay and actual poetry back then. Whereas, hey, a little kid can hear that and be confused and be like, all right, sugar in the bowl. Mom's baking the cake. I think I'm good. It's, oh, that could be some totally different, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I it is sometimes I, I in fact I love that that as we grow our knowledge and understanding of songs change. And a song means one thing at twenty one, it'll be a different one at forty one, and then even at sixty one, that song could have a different meaning for you in your life. And the song hasn't changed, it's just our perception, our understanding of it is gives us that grace. And that that feeling. So let's talk about it. As you you went through your journey and you've been told a lot that they love your voice, but you decided to go a different way in your career. Tell me a little bit about that. Hey, yes, definitely went a different way because funny enough, <laughs> when I graduated from high school, I went to go for my IT degree and I was able to get it. Successfully, of course, there was some struggles along the way, like turning 21 on my birthday and crashing my car on the day of my birthday on my way to no security class. Yeah, and then, sadly, a month before that, a month of some change, my father, sadly, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So that was the beginning of the long journey of being one of his caregivers to make sure he stays okay during this journey that he went on and went on for that for six years and it was like oh things are going to be interesting and i actually went for a certification and i was 100 points off because to be honest i forgot my main test taking skills that i learned in grade school that prepared me for college of hey if you see a question that's making you waste a little bit time make you think too much skip ahead and go to the next question i stayed with that question and that nixed my confidence for the rest of the exam and then it was like all right i guess i have to go back again in a few more months prepare a lot better and on the way for really preparing for going back and trying to get that certification i ended up getting a full-time offer for my day job at the local library at the time and Mm -hmm. i was like i don't need the certification for this so i guess i'll go ahead and just stay in the library field and yeah stayed in there And just really grew my confidence in terms of being a customer service expert. Because the thing is, that's a field where folks are always taken from you in terms of you always have to give. And that helped me to realize, all right, I could take this expertise and being in a library to eventually write books of my own and publish them. And then also take this voice and eventually be a leadership trainer, helping others to really get to their next level in life because at the end of the day it really all boils down to self-leadership because we have to lead ourselves the longest from the cradle to the grave and it was a heck of a transition it was a natural transition in a way and just doing all these things around the speaking to really keep it afloat while maintaining full-time employment is definitely really part of my whole being is being a person who loves to be around books, loves to be around people, 
sometimes <laughs> more off the books than the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, my dad was in the army, so we moved around a lot. And I didn't realize this as a child, but as an adult, I realized that because so many people, we, any friend you had to leave when your dad got stationed moved and books were a constant companion. You could count on them. They weren't going to go away. And so I've always been just a really passionate reader and books were my companion, along with music, similar to you. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Talk about, I've never been someone who wanted to write a book. That's just not an itch I have. So is that something that was always calling you in the back of your mind? Or tell me about that journey. Sure thing, because funny enough, <laughs> I almost didn't get my school diploma because I was getting bad grades in English class. So writing okay. a book was far from what I really wanted to do but the thing was after 
reading personal development books and then eventually getting the seed of opportunity where I went to this meeting at Toastmasters International where it's this wonderful organization where there's different clubs across the world and you get to practice your communication and leadership skills. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, and Millennial came in at the time, Daniel Alley, and he gave the speech on how to act like a leader. And his three points were to be audacious, contagious, and tenacious. Oh, okay. And that that speech is miraculous how that still stuck with me to this day because that was, I believe, um, that was nine years ago. And he was selling his book after his talk. And when I bought the book and was going through it, I was like, wow, he's talking about the same things I'm reading about at the time where I fell in love with reading again. And with him being two years older than me, I'm like, well, if he can do that, I can do it too. And eventually, two years later, I eventually became an author myself because I saw someone else close to my age could actually do it. And eventually doing it myself. So that seed of, hey, I don't have to wait till I'm in my 40s to eventually write a book. And one of the major things about books, especially as a speaker, is that books will sell your speeches and your speeches will sell your books. And one of the major things about a professional speaker is that if you're sharing a message and folks enjoy hearing you speak and they enjoy your message, they're definitely going to want to take a piece of you metaphorically home. And a book is one way of doing that. And that was one of the impetuses for me to really write a book and eventually put it out there, especially with it being written on a dare no less because at the time it was i was 22 at the time and i'm like dude am i gonna write about even after discovering my dad's alzheimer's being a part-time caregiver almost losing my job at the time and getting into a car wreck it's had a few stories i could share but at face value at the front of my mind i was like oh i ain't got nothing to say shoot i just get a bad rap in the freaking news and in the public yeah i ain't got nothing to say but the thing is it doesn't matter than what's going on when it comes to the noise in the world the person listening right now has a gift that they can share with others like your fandom with bruce springsteen dude there's probably yeah. a way in there that you could probably write a fan book or something based off of what you've gained and listened to his music from all over the years i'm not saying it's required but hey anyone can write a book and put one together and it doesn't even have to be a big new york times bestseller or something like that it could just be something for yourself to document your journey and find another way to really encapsulate your life and things that you've done in your life and something to look back and be proud of and that your family can be proud of so in a way you can always go that route of the vanity press or if you decide to take it to the next level make it as a business tool where you can use it to get some extra income and as a business card for more business depending on what you want to do in life so that's how the book journey happened for me i i saw that someone else was actually a couple years ahead of me doing something that i thought it would take decades to do and it helped me to take that quantum leap to realize hey i don't have to wait years and years to really make this thing happen it can happen if i actually dedicate the time to make things happen yeah to so what is the name of your book and what's it about? Sure thing. So i got a couple of them out there. The first okay. one is Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. And that book was finished within a year, written on a dare, because <laughs> I thought I had nothing to write at the time. 
And that book is basically filled with wonderful stories of how I was able to actually overcome certain things in life, like basically transforming my mindset into a positive one through the rave method and also applying skills of public speaking and customer service and to see it as a life long journey as well. Because the thing is, some folks may say, hey, customer service, like that's just doing a job, right? Well, the thing is, it can be in your life too, because. Yeah. And the obvious is we want, I think being kind is a reward in itself. I think that there's the high road is never crowded. And so I always think it's as best to be as kind as you can and to give people grace. But it is nice when karma comes back and helps you by that, where Mm -hmm. that it is, you never know what that person you help. And especially if you do it out of kindness and not because you're wanting something, you never know how that's going to come back to repay you. So that's a wonderful story about that. So talk about, so that was, that's the name of your podcast as well, isn't it, Dom? Yes, sir, it is from a book to a podcast. (laughs) All right. Tell me, tell me about why you decided to get into podcasting. Sure thing. Earlier, folks mentioned, hey, I got this great voice radio, and I'm like, oh, let me use it for something. And I decided, you know what? I need to find a way to market my books at the time because, sadly, 2016 October, the book was published, and about, let's say, five, six months later, my dad passed away after that long, darn battle of dementia. And I was like, hey, I got to find a way to market this book here. And one of the major things that came to my mind was like, hey, let me start a podcast. And I actually had a more crystallized vision of what it was going to be like. It's going to be a motivational, inspirational show. And me mm-hmm. talking about concepts from the book and everything else. But after talking with a coaching buddy of mine, I realized, hey, why don't I just go on ahead and keep the name of my book and make it the name of the podcast? Sure. Originally, it was going to be called the Mr. Music and Reads podcast, funny enough. Because like you're passionate about music, I definitely wanted to highlight some independent artists as well, because I'm really big into a few different genres of music, whether it's move, jazz, hip hop, rap, maybe occasionally some new age stuff. And I was like, you know what, how about I just interview authors instead and give them a platform to share their stories and promote their work as a way to also niche down as well to make it more clear. So that way, hey, folks will know what they're going to get when they listen to the podcast and I started in back in September, 2017 after a few delays that weren't denials and it's now going strong still six years later, which I still can't believe. So it's been one heck of a journey. (laughs) I was going to ask you, what have you learned over the multiple episodes you've done? What has changed to the podcast? What have you learned? What is it? What have you learned about yourself? One of the major things is to have an open mind, definitely have an open mind because you can learn just about anything from anyone. And in particular, had an episode with Corby Midlide. She's actually a psychic and that usually wasn't my realm of guests at the time or 
ever because it's oh yeah it does the whole tar tarot reading and things like that and some and sometimes mediumship and things like that but yeah interesting spin that she has with her battle with breast cancer is the fact that she doesn't see herself as a breast cancer survivor she sees herself as a cancer dancer because she just had a dance with it it was with a short time and there was a mm. lot of wonderful not so wonderful moments where it's like hey you're basically you're not dancing on the dance floor that's nice and clean and shiny you're dancing on the floor where there's spikes you have to dodge and there could be legos there and you're going to be barefoot half the time but you're basically dancing with it as opposed to surviving a battle with it. it's the perspective of having an open mind and shifting your perspective another wonderful thing i actually learned from the show it's just putting another spin on gratitude journals because especially i'd say around three or so years ago during the pandemic some folks were getting sick and tired of hearing about gratitude for some reason. yeah it's only a gratitude journals yeah you can it be thankful yeah it's like being yeah. sarcastic but Another guest, Sam Leibowitz, he actually mentioned with his coaching clients, he has them to create a victory journal where instead of tracking things they're grateful for 90 days, they would track down their wins for 90 days as a confidence booster. And I did that in my own life, and I did gain some confidence, whether yeah. it was just waking up in the day. That's just another thing to be grateful for, but that's a win because there's somebody who didn't wake up today all the way to getting to work on time to releasing a new book, getting a blog post done, having a successful interview as a host, being able to get on the wonderful set lusting Bruce podcast. <laughs> That's another win, like just tracking all those wins down and writing them down. And then having that journal of proof to look back on, because when you write things down, things will happen. And when you document your journey and you look back on it, wow, I've actually, grown over this certain amount of time so just those two main things stick out of just really just having an open mind and being open to new perspectives because a podcast is a way to expand your network in ways you wouldn't even imagine because folks are happy to jump on podcasts these days yeah uh i think one of the things one of the few good things that came out of the pandemic is that all of us knew understand zoom better like before i used to use skype as my connection i would have <laughs> yep. skype and i would have people and like what is skype i don't understand and so i bought a skype phone number and would try to use that but now then like 99 percent of people immediately oh it's a zoom link great i do think it's funny that i just saw in the news that Zoom is asking a lot of their employees to come back in the office, which is just a little <laughs> ironic that the, the software that is allowing people to work remotely, they're asking people to come in-house. I, I Just a little bit, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is when you were sharing with me, we I always do a pre, we do a pre- interview survey and we talk about it and one of the things you talked about is love of wrestling music so my son is a massive wwe mark as he said when he hears that broken glass for stone cold <laughs> austin yep. he he just smiles there is just so much joy and he often will say 
his favorite music is wrestling entrance songs and things. So tell me a little bit about that. What, how did you discover wrestling, whether it's WWE or some of the other networks? And what about it? What, why did you love it? And then also let's talk about the music. Sure thing. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot I put that down on the form a few months ago when we scheduled yeah. this. And yeah, wrestling music definitely is probably one of the best genres of music ever because the thing is, a lot of genres are combined, especially for the characters. And wrestling really came to me, I'd say around year 2000 during the Attitude Era of the WWE back yeah. when it was still called the WWF. And of course, Stone Cold with the glass breaking. Oh, shoot. But I prefer the Rock's entrance music, especially as 2003 Hollywood rock music, because it just started off as, oh, man, there's this big guy that's going to really show up with this huge R. Then, like, the bass drops and this huge guitar solo just goes even harder. And even to HBK Shawn Michaels, where for a few years, I'd say his entrance music sexy boy was my ringtone slash alarm clock every day i'd wake up and be like hey i'm just a sexy boy i'm not your boy toy like it would get me hype and the thing is about that like it the thing is the music's built on the character and the characters get in the ring and then they duke it out for whoever is the best or whatever of course it's all scripted or whatever but hey the the pain is still real when when they're done but yeah. just really just the elements of wrestling and the fact that other elements too, like some of the rock music from the early 2000s, just listening to some of that over and over again, it's like that was still back in the day where it's like, all right, we advanced as a society through technology, but you still had to know music theory and you still had to make actual music. And it wasn't all computerized where a DJ now could have an iPad and a couple speakers as opposed to, Back then, we had to transport a lot more devices, a lot of things. So, yeah, it just gets me up. It's still, if anything, it, I, I'm probably the creature. So, on that was probably the best genre of music for me in particular because there's so many different ways for it. And yeah, it, it can get you hype. I still listen to like different tunes, even some of the newer tunes whenever I work out or even having it as my ringtone. I think the one for me, Nowadays is the Matt Cardona when he used to be he used to be called Zach Ryder, but he's Matt Cardona now. Where he has this song now where at the beginning it says, Always ready. Yeah. Like that's definitely what gets me hype in the morning. Yeah, he has that same feeling, right? That he hears that music and it just immediately and I was lucky enough earlier this year, the local PA guy for the, by the way, World Series, Texas Rangers, was on the podcast. And I talked to him about walk-up music mm. and how that's evolved over the years and how he said when someone asked, hey, he said I would pick music. And then there would be, after a while, people started going, oh, would you mind playing this for me? And so it developed. And now then there is, this is a whole genre in Major League Baseball, right? That different people have different walk-up music that it is that they share and love. And wrestling was that. You, it is iconic when, if you're a fan and you hear that 
those chords, those guitars, whatever that is, who's coming before they even cut to that entrance. And it is iconic. So yeah, I agree. That's something just really magical. The power that music is able to do for us doing that. Yeah. What other music are you loving right now, Dom, as you continue moving? You mentioned that often music helps influence you when you're writing. It helps inspire you. I definitely write about that. Paul Hardcastle, definitely always a favorite with the smooth jazz, especially Hardcastle, I believe, too. Definitely. Okay. Hardcastle. I forgot which one it was. Definitely Hardcastle, too, is a favorite. The Cool Collection. Like that one, the one track is probably, if I had to make a top five, this would be one of them would be Acoustic Dreams. That would definitely be a favorite smooth jazz to keep me calm and in the mood. And like definitely smooth jazz. Again, some wrestling music too. AJ Styles' Japanese overseas theme. That was definitely a great thing because it was like a gritty, hard walk, (laughs) rocking away. Also, Mm -hmm. let's see, hip hop. do listen to Nas. I do love his track that came out a few months ago mm-hmm. with 50 Cent called Office Hours. Because the thing is, with hip-hop in its original form, it was basically sampled from old jazz music. Because that's right. all the artists would listen to is their parents' music. And they would take a certain three to five second piece of sample and, and then actually just play that over and over again over a drum break. Yeah. And then put some poetry on top of it. But yeah, definitely a little bit eclectic, definitely. So yeah, definitely love smooth jazz. Of course, the wrestling music too, a little hip hop as well. And video game music, which probably needs to get a little bit more love too. I'm definitely loving going back to the Final Fantasy 15 video game soundtrack for different sounds, especially since some of them are orchestra based too. So yeah. Okay. Definitely some good stuff. That's very lush. That's cool. So what's next for you career-wise? What do you want to do next? Next, right now, I'm working on my next book. It's going to be called True North Mike, 21 Tips to Start a Successful Podcast and Expand Your Influence. That's been in the works on and off since 2020. (laughs) It was supposed to be one thing. Supposed to be a big thing than another thing, but now we're just focusing on just the one major topic of starting a podcast and making it a success. That's going to be the next thing, and eventually an online course for those aspiring to start a podcast as well. And definitely want to do more speaking across the globe, definitely, because had a great start in 2023, but then some family things happened, and now things are. let's just say the bingo card is showing different letters that I wasn't seeing before. So doing a little bit of adjusting now. So definitely more speaking, probably more virtual so I can stay close to home, but definitely more speaking, more writing, more coaching and inspiring the masses and the molasses. Okay. That's nice. The, what is a theme? What is a common theme you're seeing when you talk to these writers on the podcast, is there something specifically you see there's some themes or advice you give to people who are thinking about becoming writers? I'd have to say one major theme that sticks out from the writers I interview and talk to is reinvention. The, 
definitely reinvention because the thing is, especially since the interview, a mildly crew of writers, the youngest writer I've had on the show was 14 years old, who wrote a trilogy series. And part of the trilogy was because of her bullying experience in school, all the way to a therapist who was 80 years old, helping wow. folks to get more tranquil after being triggered and just figuring out the root cause of those triggers. So definitely reinvention is the major thing and one guest in particular who pops out to me who still inspires me to this day cat hudson who is a prolific writer and she can crank out at least ten thousand words a day wow and yeah and apparently that wasn't even a thing for her at one point because she had a had a rough past and had an experience with uh, drugs and things like that. And eventually she was able to get clean and become a prolific writer for both herself and as a ghost writer for others. And she has at least 80 books out there. And I'm sure at least 50 of those are to her name. I think I only got access to maybe, I think maybe five of them mm-hmm. on Kindle that I'm still going through because I read so many things to trying to keep up with everybody at chat and interview with, but yeah, just that path of reinvention of taking past pain and then turning it into power and finding what you truly enjoy. And then really taking it to a high level like that's where you can write 10,000 words a day when you thought in the beginning, Hey, I talked to other ghostwriters and I thought they were just BSing me of just 10,000 words a day, but it's like, Hey, that's actually Highly doable. It's, it could be doable for me eventually if I so desire, but I would have to make sure I set aside time for it. But her, she could just breathe and be done with it easily. So just that one guest example. But the major, one of the major things I've noticed, the commonality with writers is that reinvention piece. It's like this, a lot of folks did were not confident in writing heck even myself i wasn't confident as a writer i almost failed high school because english was not my best subject and we speak english but (laughs) yeah definitely reinvention yeah any final thoughts before we get to the mary question (laughs) any final thoughts i'd have to say definitely advance others to advance yourself that's my mantra and it's really something that i live by for a reason because in this life, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want. And it may not be from them. It may be from a higher power. So advance others to advance yourself. Yeah, I really do agree with that as well. I know years ago, Zig Ziglar talked about that. There's no limit what you can get if you help others get what they want. So I think that is a very good thought. Our- Thank you, Dom. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed visiting with you, and I'm going to check out the podcast. That sounds like a lot of fun. And you've given me some ideas, and maybe I should maybe I should be thinking about a book. Thank you for that. So I end every podcast with the Mary question. Jay Armstrong, who, by the way, is a writer who has a brand new book out. Uh, Jay would, when he was teaching high school, he would give the lyrics to Bruce Springsteen's song Thunder Road to his class. And they would read it as if it was a poem. They would talk about the themes. They would talk about the lyrics. They would talk about the imagery Bruce paints. And then if the then at the end of the day, he would ask his class, does Mary get in the car? 
So, Dom, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? <laughs> really, that's probably my answer to that question because, hey, I mean, they met since they were 17, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like going on an adventure and looking up some of other Bruce Springsteen's tracks, the fact that, yeah, even though it probably wasn't the same Mary, like she's mentioned in other songs, at least a woman named Mary. So, jokingly, it's, hey, she had to get in the car or else is how she going to make these adventures to the other albums Bruce releases? <laughs> that is actually a very good answer. That is a common answer. So well <laughs> done, my friend. Good. All right. If someone wants to reach you and hear more about your books and your podcast, what's the best way? Sure thing. Thanks again, Jesse, for having me on your podcast, my man. I appreciate it tons. And for those who want to keep in contact with yours truly, head over to dombrightman.com. That's dombrightman.com. And be sure to subscribe and check out the Going North podcast if you especially want a free gift as well. A nice little free ebook called The 21 Lessons Learned from Five Plus Years of Podcasting, all on dombrightman.com. All right. Sounds good. Dom. This was a blast. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your passion. You are a joy to visit with, and I wish you but nothing more success. And uh, I'm sure we will visit together sometime in the future. Listeners, check out the podcast. Go to the website. Sign up for the mailing list. Check out the freebie. And uh, for now, be safe, be kind, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. There we go. Another episode. I'm about to go through a couple of things where you can reach me and give me feedback. Um, so if you want to skip this, I understand. But I do hope you check it out every once in a while. I'm available on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is available at SetLustingBruce. You can send me an email, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can send me a voicemail at 469-249-2442. I am currently doing a few other podcasts, Perfectly Good Podcast, John Hyatt from A to Z, where Sylvan Groth and I discuss every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. My Babylon 5 podcast is Last Best Hope for Conversation, where Lou, Karen, and I discuss every episode of Babylon 5 in chronological order. I still am doing Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast with my brother in time, Charles Gaggs. And then finally, How Many Podcasts, the only podcast on the internet that counts, where my buddies and I discuss pop culture. You can go to our Patreon page and support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to our Facebook page, like, and please, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star rating and review for all of the podcasts that I'm doing. It's okay if you don't listen to them, but if you subscribe and rate, it really will make my day better. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 